And now, it's time for the joke in the morning. I thought it was time for Kids Corner. Joke first, Travis. You'll love this one. I doubt that. What does a superhero in Antarctica have in common? They're all about just ice. Yeah, I thought so. I'm starting the Kids Corner now. Water. We will have order in this place. All rise for chairworm, woodworm, epicor. Be seated. <clears throat> Mayor of Locust, please read off the agenda for the council. Yes, sir. This meeting of the Council of Bugs, Beetles, and other crawly things will address the long-standing conflict between two kingdoms, the Carpenter Ant Alliance and the Fire Ant Nation. Silence! I will hear the opening statements from the representative from the CAA. Thank you, Your Honor. I and my sisters bring our complaint to the council regarding this red menace. It is you who are the menace, Carpenter. Order! There will be no interruptions at this time. Please continue. Thank you, Chairworm. My colony was one of gray industry. We tunneled deep, not only into the earth, but into the trees. We made great strides for betterment of the bug world, but now we find our lands to be invaded by them. Thousands of our hard-working ants have been lost to their fiery masses, and we call for an end to it. Well spoken, Carpenter Ant. The council will now hear from the Fire Ant Nation's delegate. Honorable Chairworm and other esteemed invertebrates, allow me to make clear that us Fire Ants have a burning passion that leads us to do great things. We overcome any obstacle, blaze trails through dense overgrowth, and if anyone dare threaten our territory, we will indeed make sure that they remember the fight and learn well from it. Does this make us monsters? No. We are simply brave enough to make our way in a whale that would extinguish us. Does this mean that weaker ants must be removed from our territory? Perhaps, but I think you all will agree that this is merely the path nature has put us on. And only fools would stand in our way. You see? They admit to their crimes! <laughs> crimes. The real crime would be to let you reign uncontested. What are we to do, Lord Applecore? What we should have done in the first place. Bugs breathe a lot of them. Come, come, Locust. This is a place of peaceful solutions. I was thinking a radio program might settle things down for a spell. Wise notion to be sure. I'll start it up. Whoa, look at this one. Is that its mouth? The description says it's called the Trap Jaw Ant, so I guess so. That's nuts. Hey, kids, what's going on today? Hey, Mr. Brian. Chelsea and I were just doing some research. Research? That sounds pretty serious. It is. We're learning about what kind of ant would be best for our farm. Your... Oh, an ant farm. I haven't seen one of these in a long time. I didn't know they still were a thing. When I saw it in the thrift store, I had to ask my mom what it was. And when she told me, I knew I had to get it. So now you're trying to figure out what kind of ant would be best to keep. Yeah. Mr. Jacobs said Will and I could look up ants on his computer, as long as we were careful. Yeah, I had no idea there were so many types of ants. I just thought there were like fire ants and just ants. God sure had fun designing them, that's for sure. 
The thing is we can only choose one kind of ant. It says here that ants don't get along with each other and will attack ants from different colonies. That's true. They can be pretty spiteful. They kind of have to be to survive. But back to Mr. Jacobs. Where is he? He said he was going to make some coffee. He should be back soon. Oh, okay. Well, while we wait for him to get back, do you mind if I listen to the radio while you do your research? Sure, go ahead. That's when I said, look, I understand if you can't hire someone to put salt down, but if I buy the salt and spread it myself, you think you could lower the rent a little. She didn't go for it? No. I guess I could see where she's coming from, but as a landlord, you'd think she'd want to avoid having people slipping and getting hurt in her apartments. I mean, I'm a younger guy, but Mrs. West in apartment one is at least 70. It's going to be messy if she loses her balance. Her daughter is a lawyer, you know? Well, that wouldn't be good. Anyway, sorry to unload on you like that. Ah, no problem. How are things going over there, kids? Finding out a lot about ants? Did you know there's a kind of ant that cuts leaves into little pieces and then uses the pieces to grow food? Like farms? How about these ants that have stingers? Or these ones that actually shoot acid? Insane. Probably not the best choice for your ant farm, though. No, though that would be cool. I think we're going to need to find something a little more simple. Whoa, I did not know that these were a thing. What was, Will? These ants. It says they attack other colonies and kidnap their babies and use them as slaves. That can't be real. It says here they are, Chelsea. It says these ants don't have regular workers, but instead capture other ants and make them do all the work. Now that's something I didn't realize animals did. I thought it was just people that, well, subjugated others of their kind. Subject what? What Brian's trying to say is that throughout human history, as well as natural history apparently, those who are powerful have often used this power to treat the less powerful badly. You mean like bullying and stuff like that? Bullying, subjugation, oppression, whatever you call it, it's not a good thing. And God makes that very clear in verses like Matthew 7:12 and Philippians 2:3. Okay, so are these ants doing what is wrong? I, I don't think ants have the same commands from God that we do. I can't say as I've ever thought it was possible for them to sin. I'd agree with you there. But why? Just because they're ants? What's the difference between them and us? Hmm. As it so happens, I have a script about that. Shall I get it? Have we ever said no to a drama script? All right. Be right back. And we'll listen to the radio. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the wonderful drama, The Representatives, an adapted biblical teaching about respect. Once upon a time, there was a very successful soda company. That's right, McFizz Soda. The best taste with just the right amount of carbonation and made with all natural ingredients. Of course, our Midwest branch goes by McFizz Pop, but what can you do? That's the owner, Mr. McFizz himself, and he's very proud of his company and his employees. Every one of them is like family, from the new hire in the mixing station to my vice president. One very important job in the company was going from store to store and making deals with the owners. So true. And that job goes to my reps. I couldn't do it without them. That's short for representative. I think we all knew that. Rep's just easier to say. Right. Sorry. I'm just kind of new to this whole thing. Not to worry. Uh, uh, Colleen, you're perfect for the job. 
You've got what it takes. Just pop out there and make friends and sell soda. <laughs> but what if the store owners aren't nice to me? Then get out of there and quick. If they don't respect you, then they don't respect the company and they don't respect me. Wilbur will show you the ropes, won't you, Wilbur, my boy? <sighs> Whatever you say, boss. Come on, Squirt, let's go. Um, it's cold. Well, okay, bye. And so Wilbur and Colleen set out to make friends and sell soda. So where to first? I'll worry about that. Your job is to do everything I say. I thought I was a rep like you. I want to learn how to do the job. You'll never be a rep like me. And the only thing you need to learn to do is to stay out of my way and not blow a sail by making dumb mistakes. As you might imagine, this didn't make Colleen feel any better about the job. And when they got to the first store, Wilbur did all the talking, whilst Colleen did all the setting up, hauling, and staying out of Wilbur's way. I mean, it's not how I imagined the job, but I'm new. Maybe it'll get better. But it didn't get better. In fact, things got worse. Hey, Squirt, go get me a lunch. I'm about to close this deal and you're obviously not doing anything useful. Hurry back, I'm hungry. On it! After a few weeks, Wilbur was invited to Mr. McFizz's office for a talk about future sales strategy. Come on in, Wilbur. I have something to show you that you might be interested in. Great, boss. What is it? It's a letter. A letter of resignation from one of my employees. I never like to see these, you know. It feels like I'm losing a dear friend. I'm sorry to hear that, boss. Is it someone I know? I'm not sure if you know her or not. You should know her. But according to this, you probably don't care about her at all. Ever hear of Colleen? My rep? You know I do, boss. She and I- Yes, I know. You work together. But it says here that you've been treating her like garbage since day one. I mean- I'm not finished, Wilbur. Sit down. I looked into this, and just to be certain, I called up all the store managers and owners in your district, and they all told me the same thing. Boss, I can- That's Mr. McFizz to you, Wilbur. I'm surprised to have to spell this out to you of all people. When someone disrespects my employees, they disrespect my company, and they disrespect me. You disrespected Colleen, you disrespected the company, and you disrespected me. I'm relieving you of your title of representative. If you would report to the mixing vats, I'm sure the manager there could use another cleaner. Leave your name tag. That will be all. The moral is that all humans, boy, girl, young or old, are, according to God, his representatives in creation. He loves every one of us, and he calls us to love each other as well. When we show God's love to others, we are actually showing love for God. And when we treat each other badly, let's just say God's going to take it personally. Well, I'd better be heading out, Lionel. Thanks for the coffee. I'll let you know if anything comes up. No problem. Talk to you later, Brian. Mr. Jacobs, I still have questions. Oh? The drama script didn't answer all of them for you, Chelsea? No. Starting with why we shouldn't be mean to each other, but it's not wrong for ants to be as mean as they want. All right. Avoiding the deep and fascinating rabbit trail of the effects of sin on creation, I'll simply say that humans were made differently from animals and bugs and everything else. Genesis 1.26 says that God made us in His image, which means out of all of creation, we were made specifically to represent God. Okay, but what does that mean? I guess I should explain that a little more. 
In the next few verses, God gives humanity a very important job, to fill the earth and to rule over it and all other creatures upon it. This job gives us the chance to be like Him, lovingly taking care of the beauty and order He has made and shaping it to be useful and productive the way he does. But don't some animals do the same thing? I mean, look at ants. They do all sorts of incredible work, making cities, farming. That's true, Will. God has given them incredible intelligence and abilities. But though God loves ants and even uses them as an example of wisdom in Proverbs 6, he loves humans so much that he talks to us, guides us, shows us how to live, and became one of us so that he could save us from the power of sin. Okay, that's starting to make sense. Thanks, I was really confused. Glad I could help. Is there anything else you're having trouble with? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I hadn't heard before, and I'm still trying to think it over. Yeah, I'm seeing how the whole drama script makes sense, though. God wants us to show each other love like he loves us. Pretty basic. <laughs> I guess. It's too bad everyone doesn't stick to what God tells us to do, though. The world's full of jerks who do some pretty bad things and hurt a lot of people. I know what you mean, Will. And God talks about how we need to respond to those who hurt others. Throw them to the ants? <laughs> no, no. I was thinking about verses like Matthew 5.44 and Romans 12.20, where God tells us no matter how mean or cruel people are to us, to respond with love. Because even if someone is doing horrible things, they still are made in God's image and He loves them. Love them? But how? It's like it says in 1 Corinthians 13, forgiving them, being patient with them, showing them kindness, being polite. In short, loving them like we love ourselves. Huh, I don't think ants can do even one of those things. It's not been my experience. Wow, I think I'll be thinking about this for a month. It's a lot. Well, you know where you can come to talk about it some more. Yeah, you're right. Mom and Dad love talking about this stuff. Oh, I meant, no, you're right. I knew what you meant. Thanks, Mr. Jacobs. Are you two done researching ants, then? Yeah. Speaking of parents, I just realized they never actually said I could get ants for my farm. That's probably something I should do before making any big plans. You might have mentioned that before we did all this work. And miss out on learning about subtractation? Subjugation. Whatever. See you later, Mr. Jacobs. Bye, guys. Uh, Want to hit the radio on your way out? I've got it.